This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our series. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. On a Thursday, welcome to the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt, alongside Dave Sherapan here on the Props YouTube. You guys will get the audio podcast right after we drop Twitter and all their fun places, you guys, at SportsBK Kunzig for Dave, at Sports Talk Matt for me, at Boston versus the book VS note period for the show Twitter. We stream a bunch of different places. We love when you guys interact with us, but Dave, I, I I gotta start right away. I I, I gotta ask about closing line value. I gotta ask about steam. <laughs> I go to bed last night. I wake up this morning. North Carolina, South Carolina. First and foremost, how are you? But secondly, what the heck happened to that number? <laughs> well, good morning to you, sir. Um, I thought you were gonna ask me if I like mayonnaise or not, which by the way, I don't. Um, really? I don't. I don't, I don't like, like bowls of mayonnaise. I like mayo though. I'm, Do you? I'm, you put it on yeah. sandwiches and stuff. Oh yeah, my father had a had a. A, a, a very visceral reaction whenever I would do it. My dad yeah. thinks mayonnaise it might be the like the devil's incarnate. He hates it. I like That's it. <laughs> I, I, I don't it like on. it at all. I don't like it at all. The thought of the winning coach of this game uh, getting dumped in mayonnaise look, has me riveted to the TV. Look. I cannot wait <laughs> to see it happen because I can only imagine how much money somebody would have to pay me to say we're going to dump a jar of mayonnaise over your head. I would. That's disgusting. What else is disgusting is what happened to this number. I cannot believe it. So this has been happening in this bowl season, though, right? Like we've seen numbers fly. The ironic thing about this one is it's an 830 start for us in Vegas. Books aren't even open. Like you might open at eight. You might open the apps at seven. We got a couple books in town, South Point Circa, that are open 24 hours. So they're taking bets all the time except for that one hour where they have to do the changeover for the time of day. So right. between 4 and 5 a.m. or 3 and 4 a.m., depending on the book, that's when they decide to do it. So anyhow, you go to sleep, the line's nine and a half. You wake up, it goes to 10, then 11, then to 13. I, I'm just trying to find if there was even any 12s in between. It had to be one of those situations where pros are on it, Joes are on it, rhombuses are on it, parallelograms are on it. Everybody is on one side. And there is no time to get another bet on the other side. So you got great closing line value. And we got somebody on Twitter today, Benjamin, asked us, you know, why are you worried about it? And I said, <laughs> tune into the show because you'll see why this, this show is going to end as this game's ending. And we're going to be sitting here going, oh, man. I mean, it's halftime right now. It's 25-13 South Carolina. The dog is winning by 12 at halftime. How do you feel holding that good number? Like it's trash. <laughs> I mean, it's done. It's over. I mean, look, here's my question to you though. Cause you and I have had a lot of conversations about what moves numbers. All right. Yeah. So I said, 
last night on the daily juice, I laid nine and a half. My yep. thought was, okay, the total is 57 and a half. South Carolina this year averaged 19 points per game. They had one of the worst offenses in the country. They had to have a kid come in and play quarterback who was a grad assistant because they did not have anybody to back up and play quarterback. They got a kid playing who started this joiner kid who hadn't thrown a pass since 2019. <laughs> they got a good running game. They ran the ball. I thought they beat Auburn by running the ball and playing defense. But to me, Carolina scores, you know, they're going to score. And so I thought, all right, they score 30. And then how many points, if I just go with the average for Carolina or South Carolina and they scored 19, I got a 20, I got a 30, 19 final. Okay. Played up to 10 and that's fine. So I go to sleep. I get nine and a half at the Westgate last night, right? Jumped on nine and a half. All right. Carolina, nine and a half, go to bed, wake up this morning, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> I start getting DMS, Matt, what's going on with the number? Like what's, what's, what's up with this? Are, are, are we on the right side? And I always tell the listeners of the juice and now here on Boston, but only versus the book. I hate being on this side. I don't want to be on this side. It's uncomfortable, I, isn't it? I don't want to have a number that everyone loves. I, I prefer it when somebody tells me you're wrong. I mean, a hundred percent. I feel way more confident when I post you know, my plays, you know, Twitter, YouTube on this show, whatever. If somebody comes back at me and says, Matt, I disagree entirely. I'm like, beautiful. <laughs> I hate it when it's, I love that pick. That pick is great. You got great, a great me. number. You got a great number, Matt. Mm. Nine and a half is a great number. Mm. Great. So I have, I, I, I have the best number on the board. What does that mean? It means nothing unless they actually win the damn football game. And right now, I knew Carolina's defense couldn't tackle. And I knew that Carolina was really bad away from home. I mean, that's just how they had been going this year. This is a neutral game, not a road game. But I thought the defense would be able to be protected by the offense. And that has not happened. They were down 18, nothing at one point in this game. <laughs> now they've made it look a little prettier. Okay. A, a little, but yikes. Not is good. This, so, so this is a good lesson. I mean, closing line value is important in the long haul. You have to get the best number. The goal of doing this for people new to it, for people that have been in it for decades, you always want to get the best number. But where I've pushed back for, you know, just being in the book for a number of years, I say these good numbers lose too. Like it does not guarantee success in winning. It guarantees success in betting because getting the best number is the goal of what you're supposed to be doing. But <laughs> it puts it puts you in an uncomfortable position sometimes. And you that's a perfect example. I got a great number. I'm down 18 nothing. What does that matter that I got the best number right now? It doesn't. Now, if this game falls 10, if it falls 10, the CLV, you can kind of, you know, where the CLV chain because you did get the best number and you won. That's where my my discussion of it and, you know, you get some old school guys who are like, why you keep downplaying CLV? You know how important it is. And I'm like, look, I've been taking bets for a long, long time. If I need to know who wins and loses, I don't need to know who gets the best numbers. They used to be correlated because the best numbers won more. But now the numbers, I dare I say, I don't want to offend my uh, odds maker buddy. Sometimes the numbers stink. Sometimes <laughs> the numbers are terrible. And if yeah. you beat a terrible number, 
and it still doesn't get there. Does that make you smart? Does that make you a rhombus or a parallelogram or a shark or a CLV champion? I don't know, but I want to know who wins and loses. And I've gone back and forth with people about this all the time. And now I post when you get these great numbers, I, I hope you win your bets. I'm just saying, but you know, what's coming. The CLV can that I found all over the city, the city of Las Vegas can CLV. Somebody, my friend Keith sent me the picture. And now when I go for walks out in the desert and I see it, I take a different picture. They're all over town. All I love to deposit those tickets in that CLV can. You can have the nine and a half, the 10, the 10 and a half, the 11, the 11 and a half, 12, or 12 and a half. If you got 13, you can't put that in the CLV can because that is the closing line. So yeah. you're too late. Sometimes it's okay to not bet something or dare I say, take the other side when the number moves that much, but that shouldn't be your only decision. Oh, I told my audience of, of, of the daily juice because they started asking me and I said, I, if you haven't bet minus nine and a half, but bet plus 12, I was like, bet against this. Like if you see steam like this coming on one side, I don't think you can, you can't get involved when the number starts going up unless you're already committed. And, and I know people who have like minus five for North Carolina who bet this way like two weeks ago Ooh. who are sitting, who are sitting on seven, eight, nine points of closing line value. And if Carolina loses the game or wins by three, <laughs> like all that CLV wow. that they'll have even worse CLV than me. I mean, I wasn't betting these. I won't bet these games because of COVID until we know exactly. Like I was waiting for Sam Howell to get COVID and be ruled out. But like, I thought maybe there were some serious problems with South Carolina. I'm like, what, what am I missing? What's going on? And it was right. just because Carolina was healthy. They didn't have problems. So everybody waited. And then on paper, this game should be a mismatch. Like, we play the games for a reason, but on paper, South Carolina is one of the worst teams to ever make a bowl game ever. And wow. yet here they are with a 25, 13 lead at the break against a rival in North Carolina, South Carolina, you hear ACC versus sec all the time. And if Carolina, South Carolina wins this game, I mean, this is just going to be another one of those, like you play in a garbage conference <laughs> You forget your top 10 recruiting classes, <laughs> the best quarterback of all time. We had a garbage quarterback and a garbage defense, and you couldn't beat us even then. It's, It'll be the first win for the SEC so far in bowl season if they yep. win, which would be ironic because it's the biggest dog the yep. SEC has been. Um, but as far as steam, yesterday was a perfect example. You had the Maryland steam, you, you know, and the Maryland steam got there. That was the right side of that game. From the word, you know, go. There was, I mean, but that was because of information. Yeah, well, that was because of information that had leaked out that was well, being chucked around that Vatek was toast. But I mean, but th there was no reason to switch your bet from Maryland to Virginia Tech. Right. True. You know, so like that doesn't, so that's where I would caution people like, you know, you don't have to t just take the other side. Sometimes it's better to keep you off of it rather than take the other side because sometimes it does get there. I mean, like, we were watching, we, we talked about that game right before it kicked off. We finished the show. It was apparent early that Maryland was the right side in that. And then as soon as Virginia Tech got down, nobody wanted to be there. Like it was done, done. Yep. And, you know, to his brother, uh, lit it up and they were At having half time. Fun. It, was, it, was, it was done. Yeah, too. It was done, done. It was done. <laughs> it was no like, hey, is the dog going to come back? Like that's the interesting thing of this right now. You told me I didn't see one play except the the, the last drive for the field goal. If South Carolina can't get those chunk plays, 
North Carolina is going to score. They're going yes. to score points. Yes. Um, the problem that you said to me that has my radar up is they can't tackle. <laughs> they're one of the worst tackling teams in the country. They're horrible. Ugh. I mean, they're absolutely. So I, are they I, gonna, I mean, like you can take right now on the money line, you can take plus 196 at FanDuel. You can probably get $2 somewhere else. Do you think they're going to win this game? Like what, from what you saw in the first half? If I wasn't already committed to the minus nine and a half, I would be coming in on the money line, North Carolina on this right now. But because I am, because I am You're already a, in, in, I'm already in. I don't want to double down and go zero and two on the game because right. I went four. I went four and one yesterday. yesterday so yeah, yeah, I had a good day yesterday. And the only thing I got wrong was I choked. If I had just bet when you and I were texting back and forth, if I had just taken the 28 and a half and not gotten greedy and was waiting to see if I could get a, a below 28, I wanted 27 and a half and none of the books I had here got to 27. Right. And then all of a sudden that ridiculous pick six happened. That was like, what oh, was that? No, I have no idea what Ping the dude was play, uh, playing, vo- playing volleyball. Ball. Playing volleyball, I have no what idea what the what, what the lineman was doing. Like batting, batting it down. Don't bat it forward. Like bat right. it, gr- grab it and throw it in the ground. Like just right. throw it down, and it just changed the entire complexion of the total. Now the under still came in, so I had I had Clemson minus two, and the under forty four and a half. So both those bets cashed, but I got nervous and decided to go ahead and bet over forty and a half because I thought if Iowa State scores on that drive. It's a overtime and I'm losing the under bet. So I hedged off of the under bet knowing I had oh, at 40. Two. I thought you were going to do it at 33. When we I was were doing it at 28 and a half. I, know, I, didn't, do, I, know. I didn't do it. I never did yeah. it. I just, I just sat okay. on it and sat on it because I didn't want to blow the bet. And right. I'm like, I think I'm good with 44 and a half. And then it was 2013 and Iowa state got the ball. And I, and I was like, Oh no, what's the live total. I'm like, let me just <laughs> save myself the heartbreak of right. them scoring a touchdown, going to overtime. And then it's two field goals and I'm dead. And I was like, right. uh-uh, for one right. touchdown and I'm dead. So I didn't want to play around with that. So I jumped out and got out of it knowing I had Clemson minus two. Now I hit Clemson minus two and the under, right. but I, I live bet. That was the only thing I got wrong yesterday. I had Maryland right. and, and then I had, uh, what was the other bet that I, oh, in Oklahoma. And they Oklahoma. just destroyed. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely crushed. And so today we'll get into better to book it later. But like right. my first play is obviously, you know, not looking great here with Carolina <laughs> minus nine, North Carolina minus nine and a half against South Carolina. So we'll see what the second half looks like. We'll, we'll follow it. But I would, if I wasn't already committed, I would take the two to one return right. flyer on North Carolina to come back and win this game. Okay. South Carolina is bad. <laughs> they are bad. They're playing way above their heads. And if Carolina, North Carolina gets into a locker room and you got Mac Brown making some adjustments and changes, they still won't tackle. Well, what's the live total? Uh, the live total right now is 67 and a half. So it's 10 points higher than, than the closing. Than the 57 and, yeah. So I would, I think over is a, is I might like the over live more than the under more than the side for Carolina, but it's better return. You can bet less <clears throat> and get the, and get the better return. If you take Carol North Carolina to win on the money line, right. I'd probably like, like that more because of the juice, but I think the games, I think it goes over i think both teams are going to score a lot well we'll we'll know early um i think north carolina scores quick and you'll see the in-game line flip immediately to them even being down Uh, which wise they'll become the favorite very quickly yeah because that original number still always talked about this in the room all the time 
you still have to hold true to the original number, at least in your thought process. And now you know what all the bets were as the game closed. The book is super heavy on North Carolina right now. Yeah. So right. you don't want to give away a really cheap price on North Carolina if that original number is any good. We'll also know if this running back from South Carolina keeps breaking tackles and they maintain the ball and keep South Carolina or North Carolina from scoring or more opportunities. If they keep the ball away from them, this the, the second the live total may go under, right? Mm. It's in jeopardy. I mean, at 38 points, it's on pace to go over the original number. Yeah. But the in-game Not, number uh, knows in-game. that too. 67 yeah. has now added a whole new dimension. That's uh, you know, 31 or 38, 67. That's four touchdowns and a field goal to get us over in the second half. We need 31 points to get us over that number. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think that's going to happen. I think I think you could pencil South Carolina in for ten. A touchdown on a field goal. If yeah, they get a scoring. touchdown on a field goal, they're covering this spread, though. Yeah, right? I agree. Right. I know. I I, I think my minus nine and a half is dead. I, I I'm just I'm just talking about if I wasn't already, right. I'm 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 fine just taking my lumps and go zero and one and move on. Like I I, I don't need to chase. Right. But you know, if but if I wasn't already committed to this game and I didn't have any money on it, I do think there's an in-game opportunity here to take the two to one on Carolina to win and the live over because I think Carolina is going to score three touchdowns in this half. There so, you go. That's 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 how you got to do the math right there. That's exactly. Yeah. It's it's just a math problem. You know, yep. it's, it's during a football game, but it's a math problem. You got to figure out how many. You think three touchdowns. Um, they kick three a field Car- goal three from Carolina and, and then 10 from then 10 from South Carolina. I mean, Carolina basically North Carolina basically cannot give up any more points. If they're one, cover. one they could give up one and they have to, to cover. Light it up. To yes. cover. Yes. They can give up one. If they give up none, they got a shot. If they give up one, they have to have a crazy second half. But I mean, this is a team that scored in the fifties and sixties. I mean, they played that game against Wake Forest. They scored what? 70. Yeah. I mean, like this is not yeah. Sam Howe can light it up. If, if they open it up and go four wide and just run, hurry up and get three touchdowns quick. I mean, they can get three touchdowns in the third quarter. If they score, yes, no, drive. they can, but they need yeah. their big play, not just in the passing attack, but in the running attack, they're one long touchdown play was a 63 yard run. So that's oh, how they have okay. that's how they have their they have their one touchdown that's because it, it, that's all yeah. they got was the one 63 yeah. yard touchdown. It's so they're due. So so Sam Howell, this is his last game at North Carolina. He'll go into the draft. He'll be a bottom first round pick quarterback, probably 30, 31, 32 picks, somewhere in that range. And so I mean, he wants to go out on a high. No, this is his last half of football. This dude's going to go out throwing like <laughs> they're going to go out throwing the football down right. the field. So, I mean, they're only down by 12. So a quick touchdown and it's 25, 20 and it's a whole new ball game. But you, you, you got to have that quick score. If you're, if you're North Carolina, you got to within the first five minutes of this second half, they need to be on the board scoring. In and my they need opinion. a turnover. I mean, they need, they Probably. need the ball. They need the defense to go get them the ball. Yeah. So Thomas is asking, how much is the thought in the risk room to reduce financial exposure versus opinion on outcome of the game? That's a great question, Thomas. Oh, it's all about the financial exposure. Your opinion goes out the window. Tony used to say, I don't care. 
I don't care who you like. <laughs> he Where said that to most of the guys. We, and and I and I would I would push back, be like, all right, well then stop asking me who I like. You know, oh well, no, no, we need to know who you like too. So it's a discussion, <laughs> yeah. but you know, when you when you feel like you got the best of it, you know, you're maybe less apt to move a number or to get off of a game. But when you need decide that the book needs and you're like, geez, I like that side. We should probably move the number. It's always about the money. I mean, you need the job. You know, the boss right. want to know win and lose. They don't care who you like. They want to know how much you won and lost. So um, financial decisions are first and foremost in the risk room. Even in-game. In-game yes. is a little bit different because we, we have the same information. So, right. like, you know, when the guy's doing the trading in-game, and, I mean, that's what I did for the last two years. I did the in-game every single night that I was there, whether it was a basketball game, hockey game, multiple games, NFL games. I did the whole – it was crazy. But you you probably – sometimes you need to put your opinion in check. Sometimes your opinion is not what the book needs, and that – is the first and foremost thing. Now, if you can gamble, I mean, there's guys doing the in game that are gambling with the company, uh, you know, the OPC, other people's cash. So <laughs> it's just, it's not always the best course of action. And yeah. if you're wrong more than you're right, you ain't going to be doing it. They're going to tell you, you know what, go bet. You don't yep. need to be working here. So it's uh, in games a little bit different because it's so fast and right. it's, it's the same information. You're watching the game. I'm watching the game. Here's the number and let's go. So if you guys are listening to this podcast after we tape it, one of the benefits of being live is you can do what Thomas just did. You can come on to YouTube. You can ask Dave a straight question as to what's going on. You get that great answer as to what's happening. So one of the benefits of, do, of us being live while we're watching this game with you guys so you can sweat games with me or Dave or whatever <laughs> in terms of where we are, we can give you in-game opportunities and betting opportunities. There won't always be games going on or football games going on during the show, but if you are watching it live, that gives you the chance of asking questions on the live chat through YouTube. So that's one of the benefits. You can always listen to the show afterwards, wherever you get your audio podcasts you can listen or watch it afterwards, but you don't get the in the interaction, the live interaction that you get when you are watching this live on YouTube each and every day at 1 p.m. Eastern time. All right. This game is now everyone's talking point. You oh, are yeah. the Steeler guy. All oh, right. Yeah. You are the Pittsburgh dude. Of course. Ben Roethlisberger is tipping his hand a little bit, saying Monday night is Big Ben's last home game. Is it his last home game in Pittsburgh, or do you see him playing elsewhere next year? Mm. So I'll come back to you with this. If you were a GM of an NFL team that needed a quarterback, would you sign Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, if I was in a situation like the Colts were or are potentially, for two games next year, yeah, I'd, I'd sign Roethlisberger. Would Ben go? I don't know. I mean, I think it would depend on does he want to still play or not. But I just he feels like the type of dude that would need to be told that he is done playing football, not the other way around. I would agree with that statement. I know this. This line's going up. Cleveland's minus three and a half on Monday. Steelers aren't losing this game. I'm biased. Yes, nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me on every show I got. But I've seen this act before. Steelers are going to win the game on Monday. That's a little bit – that's a little free shot for you now. I would take them plus the points. Um, I now, think hold on. I think it's his so last wait, home game. 
Okay, wait. I, so if, if you're taking the Steelers to win this game, yeah, you are one buying into the Mike Tomlin as a home dog, which I, I do subscribe to that theory. Yep. Aren't we told not to handicap emotion? Oh, for motiv- sure. And motivation. So aren't you handicapping motivation and Absolutely. emotion on Monday? Absolutely. Okay. No. <laughs> this is they're coming off the worst loss of the season. I just seen these things so many times. And then you take into account all this. I think it's a field goal game. You're getting more than three. You got to take the points for sure. But I personally you, you, did, you said money line though. <laughs> no, I think they're gonna win the game. I do. I think they're gonna win the game. Cleveland can't be favored in Pittsburgh in January. Now By the way, uh my bet is dead, just FYI. Like they're driving right down a field here. Yeah, it's dead. It's as I said, Carolina has to score in the first 10 minutes. South Carolina is going to score in the first 10 minutes of this the, half. The play action is unbelievable. Like they had every, they had eight guys in the box or they call play action. I mean, like sometimes these games, sports are so great, right? Like because South Carolina has got a grad assistant playing quarterback. Well, right that there. kid who just threw it's not, but he has uh, Warner hasn't played since 2019. So this right. dude, well, this dude hasn't—he hasn't thrown a pass since 2019, and he's thrown for 122 yards in this game. He's like, making them look silly. This is yeah. just—this is one of those things where you're like in a locker room, you're like, "Hey, man, nobody thinks we can win." I like Mayo. I want wide open. My gosh, they're on the five yard line. So yes, so we so we we can stop watching that game. That bet's over. So my <laughs> minus nine and a half is a rip, 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 and throw it up in the air. Uh, it's con- it's confetti. It's confetti for your ticket. So. Yeah, this is it's interesting to me with Ben. Okay, because like Joe Montana was a 49er and he ended his career in the Chiefs. Joe Namath was was a New York Jet and he ended up with the Rams standing on two legs. He couldn't stand. Ben is beat up. Ben looks older every single week. And then once in a while, he fires a missile and a, a dart and it's just perfect. And you're like, he still got it. And then you watch him try to take two steps to avoid a rush. And you're like, man, retire. Like, it's just father time is undefeated. You've heard that term so many times. I don't unless, think. Ben, unless you're Tom Brady. Unless you're Tom Brady. I don't know what that guy got. That guy got something. <laughs> he keeps doing it. He looks different than he did, but he's still doing it. He's running more now, by the way. Brady is running more for first a little, downs. Yeah, a little. I mean, not a lot, but a little. Yeah. He takes he slides. He, it's now a running joke in the locker room that he's like, Speedy Gonzalez. He's putting those. He's putting those. Uh, those Twitter memes out there. That those. Those UNC. It's you know around. It's fantastic. Um, I don't think Ben plays anywhere else. I don't really. Um, I don't. I do. I do. Do you really? Yeah. I think at some point next year, he gets a call and he goes and plays in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't think he's like wearing a Ravens uniform or anything. I don't think he's doing that. Well, but the ultimate heel play there. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that. But I do think he's I think he's a guy who wants to be told he's been told that he's done in Pittsburgh and he knows he's done in Pittsburgh. But I think he wants to be on his terms. I'm going out when I want to go out and I think he'll go out next year. You know, somebody makes a phone call in October, their quarterback goes down and he sees a chance to win a championship or like Brady. Right. I mean, you know, Brady orchestrated it, but Brady saw what was around him and was like, okay, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Like like my team stinks. This guy's barking at me. I'm tired of being cold. I want to go somewhere warm. Yeah. I'm going to Florida and look what they've got down there for, for Tampa. Look at all the weapons. I'm going to go play. I'm going to go be with them. He could do a similar thing where like, the you know the Titans, 
Um, you know, Herbert gets hurt with the Chargers, like something along those lines where he just gets a, gets a chance to play a couple of games and, you know, go right off into the sunset. But Ben is not going anywhere to be a backup. No, he'll, have, he'll go to start. I mean, that's what I mean. He's not going to go. No one's signing him in the offseason. Like no one's saying Ben Roethlisberger is our starting quarterback game one. It will be a Tyrod Taylor situation. It would be like your starter gets hurt. Now what? We need to go find somebody. We don't trust our backup. We need to go find. We have championship aspirations and Ben could, you know, do the Peyton Manning for us. Just don't lose the game. You know, just manage it. It's interesting. Um well, now that you said that Denver might be a candidate, but like, is Denver ready to win a championship? I think Brady just went into the perfect situation. Yep. Did he not? He just, Oh, went. he orchestrated everything. He looked at it. He planned it out. He was, that's why the dude's the goat, man. He's not dumb. He knows where he's going. He planned it out. He's, he structured it. He looked at it. He his you know, former GM or assistant GM of the Patriots runs the team. So he was talking to him the whole time going like, Hey, what do you think? Here's how you do it. You know, he got, I think after the fact, when a book gets written, I think two years before Tom leaves the Patriots, we will find out that Brady was in con- in conversations with different GMs or former GMs as to how to structure his deal to get him to be able to leave on his own terms and go where he wants to go. Because you never see that. You never, never. see a quarterback of his never. caliber not be franchise tagged, right? And the Patriots, he, he made the deal and he said, hey, if I sign this two-year deal, I want it in the contract that states you cannot franchise tag me after two years. And the Patriots thought he'd be done. And they're like, all right, two more years. We see the, you know, kind of downward spiral. Unbelievable. We'll be okay. And Brady was like, nope. (laughs) I knew what I was doing. I got the TB12. You people don't know. You don't understand that I'm not stopping at 42 or 43 or 44. I'm not done. I'm still going. And the Patriots called his bluff and he said, good. I get out of here now. And he goes down to Tampa and he wins a championship. So I, I, I to Vegas, been to Vegas. I don't hate that, but I think you are right about the NFC though. I think you are right. That the most likely place for him would be, you know, like when the Patriots traded Garoppolo to San Francisco, like out of sight, out of mind. So like, right. he doesn't want to, he does he doesn't want to, Ben's, Ben's going to want to go back to Pittsburgh and be heavily involved in the financial business community in Pittsburgh. He's got insane ties. He has incredible name value. He has incredible clout. So like, you've got to be careful. You don't want to burn that to the ground. Definitely not. Cause he won't pay for He won't pay for a drink in Pittsburgh for the rest of his life. So, or dinner. So like, I don't think you want to be, you got to be careful. Like you want to go to a place that is not going to ever, you're never going to play the Steelers in a, in a playoff game. You're not going to the Browns. You're not going to the Ravens. You're not going oh. to anywhere that the fans are going to want to puke watching you in a <laughs> uniform. Like Patriot fans were like, Tom, we don't care where you go. You just can't go here, here, and here. Like you can't go to Denver. Like if Brady went to Denver, people would have flipped out and just gone like, no. Or if he'd gone to Miami or you know, somewhere in the con- like the more likely spot is like, okay, go play quarterback for, I don't know, like Dallas, Dak Prescott's get gets hurt, right? Dak blows his knee out. Dallas is scrambling. Okay. Call Ben. Like, like the Colts are right now. They called rivers, picked up the phone, called Philip rivers said, Hey, you want to come back? <laughs> and we haven't really heard the answer yet as to whether or not Philip rivers, Frank Reich said, there's nothing to report yet on it. It wasn't like a, we're not, bringing him back it was just there's nothing to report right i mean that's that's the whole thing i mean would you bring back philip rivers 
if you're the Colts, regardless of what's going on, or just yeah. to be there in case. Well, they won't know until Sunday morning. Like that's the thing. Like he has to uh, right now. Carson Wentz has to be asymptomatic. He has to have no symptoms today, tomorrow, Saturday. As long as he stays without any symptoms, meaning no fever, no cough. If he's with no symptoms, he can play Sunday. He's playing. I think so. I mean, the doc, the team, doc, the team doctor has to sign him off. I mean, that's yes, I, I I would concur. I do think. I mean, the the numbers dates it, it's six and a half. Yeah, he's playing. So, I mean, it's it's all the way right back up. I I mean, if I was Philip Rivers, I wouldn't come back. I ain't throwing a ball. Like I can't get hit by these linemen and get I get hurt. Like I it, I can't come back and play play a game. Like, what do you want me to do? Start loosening up yesterday? Frank. <laughs> I mean, it's like when they called Jake Taylor and he was in bed in Mexico in Major League. What? Who is this? Are you, Frank, are you serious right now? I just had Christmas with the kids. I got nine kids. I've been taking care of them and I've been coaching high school football. Like, I'm going to come back and play the Raiders? Like, you better make me, I'll come back. I'm handing the ball to Taylor every play. And if somebody's coming at me, I'm throwing it away. I ain't getting hit. I don't know, man. Like, I, it's I, I wouldn't come back and play if I was them. But what's the play on the Colts Raiders game? I can't touch this game. I, <laughs> there's I can't people, touch it. I, there's, I, I just can't touch it. Got plus seven and a half, plus eight. Though, you know, when it was over a touchdown, there's people that laid three when books right. adjusted on the news that it was going to be Sam Ellinger, right? I have no idea. Like, I need to know Sunday morning. So, like, you know, you're in a contest. You know, I put the picks in for people in the contest and stuff. Don't pick this game. Just don't. Like, how can you possibly pick this game as one of your best five games this weekend? The only thing I would think might be the total. And even then, I don't know. Because I thought the game was going to go over if I know that Wentz is playing. Like, I think there's going to be score. I think the Raiders are going to give up points. Yeah. But I think the Raiders are going to be able to score 20. If the Raiders score 20, we're getting over because the, the, the Colts are definitely scoring over 24. That gets us over 44 and a half is the current number. So, wow, it's only 44 and a half. They, like that, might, that might be even more difficult of a handicap from a book perspective than the side on Carson Wentz. Because with Wentz, you have the possibility to throw. We know it's Jonathan Taylor, but at least you could do play action and open up some deep shots down the field. And there are good receivers. You know, I, I mean, T Y and whatnot. There's some good receivers available to throw a good tight end. Although Doyle's done for the year. So he's out, but uh, wow. That's, that's tough with the total. What well, opened 48 and along with the, the Wentz news that it came down. So, I mean, it's a big adjustment and I understand the play. Oh, well, you know, there's no Wentz, So you play under like, that's the yeah. first thing they do. Wow, that guy was wide open. That was good. Okay. Triple so. a triple flea flicker by North what Carolina. Was that? My goodness. Re- reverse, reverse <laughs> flea flicker to Howell. Touchdown. 38-yard tad. South Carolina had no idea what was going on. They had, <laughs> they had eight guys running 10, 10 different ways. They had no idea what they were doing. That guy was I could have caught that ball and walked in. There was nobody within 40 yards of that tight end. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's one touchdown. So now we have two touchdowns. I told you over the live. 67 and a half. I think it's going over this. So yeah, that's a good start. We're halfway through the, the third quarter. We got two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. So well, we got that's that's good. It's now up to 76 and a half. Wow. So you know, you can do a bunch of different things with CLV 
you know, imagine having over in the game. It gets up to a certain number. Now you can have a 30 point middle. Here we two do. Point Here point. we go. Going for the two. Got it. Oh boy. 32-21 right. now. So it's so 53. The total win. is 53. The the closing line was 57 and a half. So yes. we're going to fly over. That one's going over. Yeah. Fly over. So there you go. You feel better about your North Carolina bet just them winning the game. Do you think they can win the game now? I still think they can win the game, even though giving up that touchdown. I, I, I yes, I and now even more so. They can win the game. I thought at halftime, I think so. Now they're not covering nine and a half. Plus two fifteen on the money line right now in game. Man, give you a little sweat. De- they don't trust that defense. I mean, yeah. All right. I'll 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 jump in here. Why not? I mean, it's I worth a shot, right? To get take you take two to one. Now, now you forget about losing a unit. You win a unit on having a minus nine and a half by taking that money line right now. If you think they can win the game, I think you're obligated to just jump in there and take it. Live at the Westgate is five and a half still. Wow. Yeah. That's it goes back to that number. That's what it was at halftime. So it goes back to that number. But the money line gets juiced and you get more than you did at halftime because there's less time on the clock. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just right. saying that's how the that's how the algorithm works. Takes the time off the clock, less time. So you got to add more juice to the dog. So you can take plus 220 right yeah, now. I just, yeah, yeah. I just did. Okay. Westgate's plus two twenty as well. So yep. all right, all right. So Very I'll come good. in. Uh, I'll come in there. Uh, Matt wants me to bring this up uh, for you. Last night he was the one asking the question for the NHL. Oh my Grand, Grand Salami was thirty six and a half, meaning all the goals scored in every game played, all six games that were on the docket last night. Five got canceled, six got played. Thirty six goals got scored, Dave. <laughs> thirty six goals. He lost on the hook. He bet the over. And he lost on the hook, but you said the number was right. So he's giving you props. It's for, listen, for that. Sometimes those numbers are really right. And you just have to tip your hat. Like, I mean, we used to say this all the time. Something when the numbers are right, you know, oddsmakers break their arm, patting themselves on the back. Like, hey, we got that one right. You should. That's a hard thing to do. Heck yeah. But we is. said this that said this yesterday in the morning. Thanks for to Matt for bringing that up. That Vancouver Anaheim game was the one that was going to get us. We 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 knew that that game was going to that was the under game. Yeah. And Vancouver ended up winning. That was another steam side where you know the number came what it might be minus one twenty five on the Ducks, and then someone watching hockey and when you have a hockey guy in the room, you're like, hey man, you don't understand the way Vancouver's been playing since that coaching change. They're winning a lot of games. They're betting under, they're going under, shade the number down. So under five and a half was never a sweat. And then Vancouver wins another game in overtime and a shootout. I mean, it's 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 crazy. But the daily sports, you can get in that. I, I, I used to, what is that term, an English term? Rhythmic pentameter, whatever it was. You can get in a rhythm with the daily sports. If Are you really dropping it. those lines on this show? Rhythmic Pentameter. I think that's what uh, it was. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll get my my uh violin from second grade lesson out here to go ahead and start learning. <laughs> Madeline starts playing the violin next next fall. Really? So in third grade. So we will have the tick, 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 tick. Oh, that's what that is. Boy. Right? Oh, that's boy. that's the remember, remember the whole yeah. triangle? That's the rhythmic pentameter. The thing goes back and forth, back and forth. That keeps keeps she the wants beat. to play the violin. 
they're making the kids play the violin. Really? I'm I'm having I'm paying for her to learn the piano. Like we're we're there starting that we're we're starting that. Yes. That but the school you ha- you have to take a you have to pick a instrument, and she picked the violin. That will last a grand total of like a day. <laughs> That will not happen. Like she will not. I, I, she Have loves, you heard of violin played bad? Oh ever? me! For me, I I played you the played violin. played the violin. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was horrible. I, I played it for three years. It was the worst thing in the world having to trek that thing. You rented it from the school. Yeah, you put, you put your stickers on the whole outside and like you carried it around. Yeah, of course. It was awful. It was absolutely horrible. I hated it. Did but you ever get? Did you ever get like proficient at it? No, I, I, uh, I have the most incredible ear for music. You can play me a song, three notes, bang. I can tell you what the song is. You're that guy, but I can't play a lick. Every time I went to learn how to play an instrument, I just never had. That's why Madeline playing the piano. I'm going to kind of learn along with her. Yeah. So I I want to kind of follow the thing. So like, I've never really told you my whole thing, but like, I've got different bucket list things I want to do before I get out of here. Right. And the boxing match was the first, I want to be the dumbest person in the room for five different things. That's great. And the next, and the next is piano. Boxing was one piano was two. So I learned that as she starts to learn it, I'll start to learn it too. Just so I can actually play a song or two. That's fantastic. I played the piano for a couple of years and my hands weren't big enough to c- continue really playing well. And I got frustrated. And plus was too busy with practices and playing sports and all that other stuff. And if you don't commit to playing it as a kid and you're busy doing other stuff, it's very hard. And I yeah. never had the time to do it. So I always have loved playing the piano and I can just sit and watch someone play the piano and listen and absolutely love it. But my secret one is now that we're sharing these things <laughs> is for my 40th birthday, my mom got me a saxophone. Oh, and I would love, love my bucket list. Someday when we're old and we're talking about yeah. going betting games and yeah. you know, I'm going to be sitting on some porch somewhere just playing a saxophone. Damn, I'm wind wind instruments are tough though, man, because they're, they're loud. So hard. It's they're so loud hard. Too. I I opened it. I got one of those apps. I tried it. I put it back. I haven't touched it in ten years. I've been carrying <laughs> it from move to move to move, and it's a nice case. And my wife keeps asking me, "Why do you keep the saxophone?" Because someday I'm going to play it. There so, you go. um. Might have to go to the piano. It might be. Yeah, I learned. I first learned my first instrument was a violin. Then I tried my hand at guitar. Mm. And uh, I remember I still remember that Christmas morning when I went went downstairs and had a red Fender guitar sitting there. And I was like, I'm going to be the next. Let's go. And I sucked at it. I was so bad at the at guitar at <laughs> piano. Just we had a piano in my house growing up. And I just my brother plays. I just I I never really wanted to and they always wanted me because i have really big hands yeah so like i can stretch like right you, you know across all the chords and all, all the chords so, so, yeah. so like i was i was like oh you should play the piano you'd be so easy for you to play i'm like okay so when my daughter goes ahead and does it you know i'll figure it out uh isaac says my this is his new favorite show so thank you isaac i appreciate you awesome. guys being thank on listening you, and paying attention that's really cool all right so i gotta ask we're going back to the well here steph curry <laughs> This has been our prop, Dave. This is, we, we, we've been talking about this, you know, every time we have Nuggets hosting the Warriors tonight. Steph Curry, five and a half. He has hit five or less threes in seven of the eight games he's played in during the month of December. The number's been five and a half, five and a half, five and a half. 
Do we go under again with Steph Curry made threes tonight? Absolutely. I told you we're riding this thing until we get beat. And then even then we're not changing. Like the numbers are not going to all of a sudden become six and a half. Cause he gets eight tonight, which I don't think he will like this. FanDuel, you, by the way, is, is screwing the betters. FanDuel's got it under at minus 166. FanDuel's making you pay. 166? If you want to bet Curry under five and a half threes, you are paying a premium. So the books are not so, dumb at the moment on this. So, They're making you pay. So I'll ask you this then. So Because if I'm in the book, I wouldn't allow that. I would say go to five. Just go to five because we're telling you to not bet it at 166. Right. Because why would you lay that extra juice on something like that? Like that is really telling. I'd rather go to five and be five flat and push and give everybody the money back. I feel like it's price gouging. Like if of my, course it is. It's ridiculous. It's and, making you. It's, it's essentially telling you that they don't want you to bet it. Correct. That's uh, I call that the fu number. That's yeah. the fu number. You want to bet telling it you. They're telling you not to bet it. They're, they're essentially saying we're going to put so much juice on this that we're not going to. You're not going to bet that. You're not going to be wanting to bet this. DraftKings. I'm trying to pull up DraftKings uh, for them for made threes tonight. Um, uh, let's see turnovers, points, and rebounds. Just so many DraftKings props. My God. Um, oh, DraftKings doesn't have threes up yet. Oh, there it is. Okay, Curry is minus one sixty five. At DraftKings. Under five and a half. Under five and a half. See, that, I mean, that tells me, you know, when you go to a store and you see a price on something and you're like, man, I'm going to go check somewhere else. That's telling me to check somewhere else. That's not telling me to bet it. That's telling me, wow, that's expensive. I'm going to go look somewhere else. Now you go to DraftKings, it's the same price. You go somewhere else, it's the same price. I'd rather make the number five minus 110 or minus 120 under and say, go ahead, bet it over. Go ahead. I mean, I want you to bet it. As the goal of the book is to take bets and encourage action, not discourage it. That's what that number tells me. Um, I certainly wouldn't bet it over. I mean, they're trying to give you the juice to bet over five and a half. I mean, that's that's what they're telling you. Like, oh, go ahead, bet over. We know, and you know, me and you now know it's gone under seven of eight times. It's, I mean, so why, I mean, like, but somebody may not know that and go, oh, wow, overs plus 130 or whatever they do. At minus 160, the plus should be plus 155. It should be 10 cents apart. It's 30 cents apart. So that's the other thing. Um, as much as five and a half is an interesting number for this, this is the spread for the game. I told you last night, I said, if I, I get five and a half, and you said it's not going to get there. And it's I there didn't now. think it would. I thought I thought for sure the buy order would come in. I think this thing closes lower than five and a half. But you asked me that, and I said, well, geez, if you can get five and a half, I think that's a play. But cautiously, the, the Nuggets beat them in Golden State on Tuesday. And now the return thing is that it's going to be a split. Golden State's going to win this game. But I think the number's too high at this point. Like, I mean, that's why I, I found this Denver Nuggets hat today to wear. <laughs> I said, all right, this is a perfect day to wear my Nuggets hat to take them plus the points. So I, I, I would side with Denver plus the points right now, be, only because the value is there. Like, you, you're getting Denver at home. When do you ever get the Denver Nuggets at home plus more than two buckets? You don't. It just does. I mean, this might be the, one of the only times all season 
of the 41 home games they have where you're getting more than four points. How high? How high are we going? Six. Six or six and a half. We get, see that's I haven't bet it yet. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I, until, I think you can play chicken right now, and I think you can get six pregame for sure. And I think you'll be able to get based the way Golden State has been playing games. I think you'll be able to get Golden State plus a bucket or two, plus two or plus three and a half, sometime mid to late first quarter or early second ooh. quarter. If Denver starts out and is winning this game by six, eight at any point, it'll go to pick. It'll go, you know, or it might flip. It'll be real reticent to to, to flip this thing because we've seen this so many times. We saw it the other night. It took forever to finally get Denver to be the favorite. And then when they realize, like, you're sitting there watching the game, like, geez, they're missing free throws. Golden State shot 16 of 31 from the free throw line. Steph missed free throws. He never misses free throws. So it flipped late. And then when it got up, that's like I told you when I jumped in, I was taking Golden State plus 10 and a half, plus nine and a half, plus eight and a half as they were coming back. So this will be a great in-game betting opportunity. But yes, I think Steph Curry, I mean, we're not betting over. It's but now I, I mean I don't feel comfortable laying one sixty six. Yeah, I, I've just checked while we've been talking. I've checked five books, and it's either one sixty five or one sixty six at five books. So it's everyone's on the same juice. Matt says you got to take out a second mortgage to bet the under five and a half at minus one sixty six. You do. It's it's uncomfortable. Like so. If, yeah. so if, if it was our book, if we ran a book, I say P roll. You know what? Let's make it minus one thirty five. Let's make it minus 140. Take some bets and see what we could do with it. Like all one book has to do right now the is way, go to five. Just go just go to five or everybody cut the juice in half instead of 160. Go to 130. Make it affordable. You're gonna take bets. Now it's you got props. Yeah. I, I hate this. The, 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 there are two bets right now that I really hate. I hate that props are juiced like this. It's ridiculous. Don't have it up. Secondly, I hate that teasers are over minus 120. It should be, you know, minus 120, 130, 140. Like I used there's so many books in Vegas who are doing minus 140. It drives me crazy. It's just like, it, it don't offer them then. Like if you don't want them, don't, I mean, it's just, well, that's the debate in the room. Like, and I would be you, I'd be like, look, why are we putting it up? Because yeah. when you're the person in the book, and somebody comes up to the counter to make, place the bet and goes, what's the price? Wait, I want to, I got to lay 165. Yeah, that's the price. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, like Matt just said, I got to take out a yeah. second mortgage to play it. And you're like, hey, man, like you feel bad. You empathize with the customer because you're like, he's right. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it makes it very hard for me as a flat wager who likes to bet the same amount of money on every bet I make. It makes it like if I'm betting a hundred dollars at minus one sixty six, it's like what the hell am I doing? Like it's just <laughs> it's dumb. Like I, I, I'm it's, not. I'm putting up way more money than you are in terms of what we're going on this. Like, and I don't feel like it's that unlikely that Curry gets to six. Like y- you can't say, well, I've never seen Steph Curry hit six threes. We've we've seen him hit six threes in a quarter. Like right. he can, he can just explode and go crazy. So like what you're telling me minus one sixty six is that it's highly unlikely that he hit six threes, which I disagree with that entirely. I don't think it's highly unlikely he hit six threes and they want you to bet the over because the over has lost seven of eight games. So they want you to keep on giving them money because they know they've already won this thing for the last month that they've won this thing. 
Yeah. So it's just, it's so that's why, that's why I think like now, like the mentality for me in learning this business is that why do we have to price gouge anybody right now? We've won this thing seven of the last eight times. No one is betting under. Very few people are. <laughs> we're winning. We're good to this prop. We could lose this the next five games in a row. We're still up. Why are we discouraging the action? Like, why would we just put the same price up? It should be five and a half under minus 120, minus 125. Now, if we get overloaded, just go to five right. and then push the bets. This is a new mentality of a lot of the books. They have to be on a half point number and just juice it. Just juice it. No one will care. They'll bet it anyway. You know what? Maybe they won't. Right. <laughs> Maybe they won't. Good betters probably won't. And someone like you who literally has learned money management and you're actually doing it every day. Wait a second. It's a prop bet, which I'm not crazy about doing all the time anyway. It's a lot more variance in that. And yep. two, I got to pay time and a half of what the normal price is, like almost two times the amount of money for one bet. Uh, I'll pass. I'll, I'll go find something else. That's it. Yeah. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, before we get to better or book it, I just want to get your reaction to this. The Celtics <laughs> shot four for 42 from three last night. <laughs> Four for 42. I could, Dave, I could do this. If I went to a court and shot 42 threes, I would hit five. four. I could hit five. Five NBA threes. I could hit five of 42. They hit four of 42. It's the fourth worst three-point shooting game in history. They shot 9.5% from three. <laughs> 9.5 today's NBA. That's you've got to hit threes. 9.5% is what the Boston Celtics hit. Shooters shoot, right? I mean, they kept shooting four of 42. I didn't even see this. That's hilarious. Um, they lost to the Clippers might, last night. We might have an opportunity. I'll feed you. I'll feed you the balls. I mean, I'll, and I'll rebound for you. You just, will you move? If you can make five, will you move or will you stay right at the top of the key straight on? Or you're a corner guy. I'm I could move. I mean, if like if we set up like a rack and yeah. we did, I guess it would be two racks because 42 because five, five racks of five is we'd have 25. to go twice. So you have to go twice. Yeah. Yeah. I could move and hit five threes, five NBA threes. Yeah. I, I could, I could do that. I'm very, I'm very confident in that. Like this weekend, or would you need to practice? I, I haven't shot a basketball in probably a year and a half, and I probably could go out and give me a day just to get the distance right, right. Yeah. and then I could go ahead and do it. With no defense by myself, just shooting there? Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is an NBA game in, right, in stride, yeah. but it's still one of the most pathetic games. This Celtics team... I mean, this is there. Are, there have been teams in Boston who have been very unlikable. This is the most unlikable team in the last ten years in Boston. I'm talking all sports, football, baseball, basketball. The what most you, unlikable. What would you put your finger on it as to why? Forget about they have, winning and losing. They just what, they have why no they idea have what to do with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They don't know what to do. They've got two superstars. You need one. They don't want to move off of either one. They don't want to trade either one. You have an inexperienced coach who's been given a roster that doesn't fit together. You have veterans like Marcus Smart and Al Horford who want to win now, don't want to wait. And so they're about playing today and playing hard. 
they've been decimated by COVID, which is a big problem that everyone's dealing with, but they don't play hard. And it's really tough to watch a team that effort and go back to our old, you know, college coaches or high school, high school coaches, right? The one thing you control is effort. You don't get it every night. You get it certain nights, big game nights, national TV nights, big opponent nights. You get the effort games like last night against the Clippers at home. Nobody really watching kind of a sleepy type of week. They score 82 points against a banged up Clippers team and they shoot four for 42 from behind the three point line. That doesn't fly in places like Boston that never flew in places like Pittsburgh, like growing up. I mean, we used to have a lot of bad teams. I saw a lot of, a lot of bad hockey teams. Um, and you know, baseball has been its own thing, but like when you don't run hard to first base, when you don't come back and play defense, when you get down a little bit and you kind of mail it in and like, then does it bother you as a fan? Like when they're joking on the bench and they're still just pretending like it's normal, like the, like a lot of people get bothered by that stuff. You know, celebrating the first down when a guy yes, catches a pass and celebrates a first down or that. Look up at the scoreboard. You're down twenty four seven. Yeah, that's it's, what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's all stuff that you got to learn. And like we tell the kids that all the time when I coach them, I'm like, look, somebody's watching. And if you're not accountable to them, then you're accountable to yourself, your teammates, and me and the other coaches. Like you can't you can't act that way, especially when you're down. When you're up, it's fun and you can have fun. But when you're down is when you have to try harder. You don't try less when things are going bad. You try harder. That's life, right? Like we both had some adversity and things happen. And I've had to learn it my whole life too. But like you, you got to push through that. And that's, that's the hard part. So when you see it as a fan, you're like, man, this team don't care. And that's huh. the worst thing that you can put a label on a team. And they say that they like each other. Like part of the whole problem that people are talking about with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is that these two guys say like, we want to be together. We want to win a championship together, but it doesn't feel like that. Like when you watch them play and you see how they perform, it's like, mm, I'm not, I'm not, buying the chemistry you're claiming that you got it but it doesn't translate on the on the court enough and that's where like people knocked on Kemba Walker a lot last year and said Kemba Walker was crap and blah 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 but like he was a presence on that team he was a veteran leader on that team that's why they brought Al Horford back but Al was was gone so Al has to relearn his stripes and Al doesn't play a whole lot so it's like it's, it's difficult because he's not the same dude that he was before he went to Philly and he left, he got older. Right. So, yeah. and you have a new head coach and like, it's, you know, Udoka has, unfortunately, you know, he's, he's given kind of a bum hand and he may be a good coach, but he's got to figure out a way here. And I never liked Brad Stevens staying with the organization and going up to the GM spot. I didn't like it. I thought if you're going to move if if you want to pay him, just pay him out and move him on. If you don't, if you don't think he can coach anymore, which I thought he could, my wife accused me of that was my boyfriend because I, lo- I love Brad Stevens and I, I have a huge, huge crush on Brad Stevens. I think the dude's insane. I was so happy. He was the coach of the Celtics and like, I was not devastated, but I was like, really? Like, what are we doing? And then, Danny Ainge now goes and he's running around the Utah jazz and we still have a guy who can coach who's up there. And like, I, I made the, the joke. I was like, this dude, Udoka is going to get a real bum rap and they're going to bring Brad back. 
Like Brad's going to come back. Oh, oh this coach. is like, this is like a Pat Riley thing. He's it's just horrible. It's just awful. It's just it, it, you over can't, top yeah. like that. It's a <laughs> terrible situation. But Pat Riley's got rings. I mean, Pat Riley's got clout right. and rings. Brad right. doesn't. Okay. Brad's my age. So, right. I mean, but I think he didn't want to move the kids. He wanted to keep the kids there. And he was like, Hey, I got four years left of my deal. I ain't going anywhere. And the team was like, all right. Um, what if you just take over for Danny? <laughs> and then yeah. we, we got to pay you. So what if we have you be a basketball executive? Uh, I've never been an executive before. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Never <laughs> been, I've never been a trade before. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We like, it's just, they just paid them because they had to pay them. It's oh just, man. It's a bad spot. It's so a bad deal. This, are they a go against then? Like betting wise? How, how can we apply this to, you know, the daily grind soon, right now? I would say soon. But the problem is like, like I mentioned, if it's a big game, primetime game, or if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum really care, uh-oh, they can beat anybody. Like, they got the talent to beat anybody. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> like, right. if, if Brown goes off and shoots like, you know, 15 for 22 and hits eight threes, uh-oh, like they could be. Or if Tatum just goes off for 50, that's the problem with Boston. They've got such talent. They're just so inconsistent. And that's why Boston fans are mad because they see the team, they see the talent and they're like, that doesn't equate to wins. And it hasn't equated to wins. Mm-hmm. There's the, and there's the, the rub. It's like Marcus smarts, a really good player. I mean, smarts, talented, hard, gritty, tough, physical, but it just doesn't translate night in and night out to how the team wants to play. And they've been in the playoffs for nine straight years. And now it's like, they're lucky they're in the East <laughs> because the East. Are they going to make the playoffs? We can bet uh, that. I think, right? Uh, the, the yes, no. I mean, they're 16 and 19 at the moment. So 16 and 19, and they're going to make the playoffs in the East. Yeah. I mean, as if, if, if the playoffs began today in the NBA, uh, let's see, play, the Celtics are two and a half games behind the Sixers for the six seed um, for the league. Uh, let's see. Oh, sorry. Hold on for, for the division um, conference wise. I mean, they're, they're, they're a game and a half out of a playoff spot right now. Wow. He sucks. <laughs> so that's the that's the benefit. God, the bottom of the East is so bad; it's horrible. So, like, they're still alive. I mean, they still could get to the All Star break and turn around. And, and you know, best record in the league is still Brooklyn at twenty three and nine. That's not you know the Bulls are twenty two and ten. Is that going to continue? And then Milwaukee twenty three and thirteen, Miami twenty two and thirteen, Cleveland is twenty and fourteen, Sixers are eighteen and sixteen, Charlotte, Washington, the Knicks. I mean, <laughs> I would say no. I mean, those first five teams you said are making the playoffs. The Sixers are going to make the playoffs. That's six. Okay. I would say the Celtics don't make the playoffs as of right now. Remember, it's a play-in tournament, so there's ten teams that get. It. Oh, there's ten spots. Never mind. Okay. Remember they're getting that. that play-in tournament. Remember that. Yeah, so uh, as of, as of right now, they're, they're they're in the ten spot. They're in the play-in tournament at the moment. They play the Charlotte. The they play Charlotte right now. So. Jeez. Right. <laughs> That's the problem with it is that, like Everybody it's hard to see them not in the playoffs or at least not in the play in game. They, they're getting in the play in. They're getting in the play in. They're not one of the top six teams. If I could bet that they're not going to beat any one of those six teams, I think. Yeah. Unless something changes. That's I, I'll put it that way. Like if I was Trades. in a room, yes, yeah. I, I, I would be trying to get some Celtic money right now. I would be giving you a price that would pique your interest in the Eastern Conference or the NBA Finals. 
All right, time for better to book it. Two of these plays I've made, one I have not. Let's mm. go to the next bowl game after this one. That's true. And it's Purdue and Tennessee. So there was some rumors this morning that Purdue starting quarterback wasn't going to play. Oh. I haven't seen any confirmation of that. So if that happens, this bet's dead. But let's just I can't, I can't pull it back. It's the you know the brutality of betting overnight. Has the number crashed or is it still at 65? 65 and a half in most places now. Perfect. Okay. So the kid's still going to play. So at least the inside information is that the kid's playing. By the way, South Carolina is now running all over North Carolina. So yes, they continue to not be able to stop anybody. <laughs> so through the line easy. Yeah. yeah. Killing them. So anyways, we we're into the, we're into the twin into the four, hold for a field goal here. We're live, but it's not looking great. Uh, okay. So 64 and a half for Purdue. Tennessee is a fast moving team. Tennessee has covered their last five games Four and one Purdue to the over over their last four did not cover their last game. That's because they won 44 seven. Their offense is playing better, putting up numbers. They've had some opt outs. They've got some injuries, but Tennessee does not play defense. They're bad. And the Purdue defense is going to get lit up today. I'm going over 64 and a half Purdue and Tennessee in the music city bowl betting it or booking it. What's the Tennessee team total? Uh, I think it's like 35 30, somewhere in that range. Um, I think Tennessee's 100% going to score. I'm worried if this kid don't play, you have no bet, right? You're not going to. I'm dead. Yeah. You, I, I, yeah if, he, if, he, if he doesn't play, I'll find a way. I'll probably just bet whatever lay. I got whatever lay for Tennessee to try to get, get, get the half unit back. I would take Tennessee. plus. I think Tennessee wins the game. I just didn't like the six. What, what's the line now for Tennessee? Is it across uh, seven? Six, seven and a half. Yeah. Across seven. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't like Tennessee minus seven and a half. I like Tennessee. It was six, six and a half last night and I almost bet it, but I think Purdue they're sneaky. They're, they're just one of these sneaky. They score when you, when they play bad defenses, they score. And so Tennessee's a bad defense. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it goes over. I, I, I'm, I'm looking to see what Tennessee's team total is. I, I think I like that even better. Just betting Tennessee's team total over. Yeah. Um, then I got to worry about it because they've played some games and they there's no taking no foot off gas or anything like that. They're looking to type go, go, go. They got <laughs> Yeah. And it's fast. Like they, they they play that, you know, line up and get another play line they're, like their volume based yeah. offense. So, yes, we'll bet this over and, you know, look at Tennessee team total over on that as well. Thirty seven and a half at minus one twenty. Good number. I was hoping it was thirty four and a half, and all yeah. we needed was five touchdowns. Now we need five touchdowns and a field goal. <sighs> What's the juice? Minus one twenty. Over. Yep. All right, bet it over. Uh, that, that, I, I think that's. I think that's a safe play, but. I would have rather 34 and a half because I my first thought in my head was 35. If it's 35, we need to get a push. We're good. It's going to fall right around that number. They're getting four touchdowns minimum. Five in a field goal gets us over that team total. But over 64 and a half is good. Purdue's only 28 and a half juice to the under at minus 118 for Purdue on that. That's how you get to the number. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Uh, next play. So we're Betting that? Yeah, we're betting, we're betting, we're, betting okay, over. So we're, yep. we're betting over. Okay. Yep. Uh, this game, I think, is a blowout. I think Wisconsin's going to kick the living crap out of, their, out of Arizona. Really? Yes. I think Arizona. Why? They don't score. They run the ball. 
And Arizona State is not a physical football team. I'm not, not sure how much. Remember what? Remember them against BYU on the road? They got destroyed against BYU on the road. I think a very similar thing is going to happen here. I, I think Wisconsin, after playing really bad the last two games of the regular season, chance to kind of reload here on a bowl game that should have, as you mentioned, Wisconsin fans travel. Arizona State fans are going to drive up. Should be a pretty well attended football game here tonight in Vegas at Allegiant yep. Stadium. I just think it's a double-digit win for Wisconsin against Arizona State. I don't think Arizona State's going to score. Their offense, I don't think it's good enough to go near this Wisconsin defense. If Wisconsin plays the way they're capable of, I'm not sure Arizona State scores 10 points tonight. They get crushed by Wisconsin. I'm going Bucky minus six, betting under booking it. I like the under in the game. The total's 42. So, so low. When- it's so game. low, right? So like, low. So when you'd like the under in a game with a total 42, inclination is to take the dog. And But I agree with you. I don't know how Arizona State's going to score, but I'm worried about Wisconsin scoring enough to cover the number. This could be 17-13. Like it could be uh, – Wisconsin's offense has been so – so many times during the season – you waited for Wisconsin to get it going and get it going. with, And they just couldn't score enough points to win those crucial big matchups. I mean, they got run out. They probably should have beat Penn State early. Michigan destroyed them. I mean, destroyed them and ran the but They ran the ball on them. Arizona State can't really run the ball. They're Arizona not. State. And they're not physical. No, they're not physical they're not, at all. They're not. Um, I will uh, – all right, let's bet this one too. I, 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 I'll bet this one. I was I, I want to take the dog, but you got a good number. You got a good CLV number. If it was seven, I think I would take it because I think the game ends probably twenty to thirteen. Yeah, twenty one fourteen. It's probably going to fall seven. I just like I like the under, so I'll lay less than seven. Let's put it that way. If you can find less than seven, it's I'm betting it with you. They beat Purdue 30 to 13. They beat Northwestern 35 7. They beat Rutgers 52 3. Arizona State's better than all three of those teams, no? Better than Purdue? I don't know. I'm not so sure they're better than Purdue. Okay. I think on paper they are. There are real problems inside that program with Herb Edwards. Yeah, there's real problems. Where they fired. The sideline reporter because he went on a podcast and said the team has no the program has no direction. You see that story? I did not. Hey, he he, he said he said that he said, I mean the guy was doing sidelines for well Doug Franz our friend used to yeah. do sidelines yeah. the guy that the guy that replaced him on sidelines for 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 Arizona State went on a podcast and was like was asked a question and he he's a former player and he was like I'm oh, just being honest the program has no direction they don't know where they're going they don't know what they're doing. Coaching staff doesn't have leadership. Kids aren't listening. <laughs> and they fired them. They're like, you're gone. Wow. So, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, there's the whole NCAA investigation with them paying players. Like Arizona state's got a lot of turmoil in my opinion. And I just, I don't trust them in a meaningless game to kind of have these kids fired up and ready to go when they're taking on a Bucky team. that's going to smash them in the mouth for four quarters. It's so hard to coach in college. Like, and the guys that do it well, really do it well. But, like, you know, you bring in Herm after all those years of being in a broadcast booth and say, all right, be the coach. And, like, and he hired every NFL player he knew. I mean, he hired, his whole staff is NFL guys. I know. And it's, it's just like, hard to, to connect with kids. It's hard to, if you haven't, if you're so far removed, you, you, you drop the Herm 
Herbert, the, the Urban Meyer line of like, you know, when I was there and when I, you know, how I did it and how, you know, you start comparing yourself to the kid and the kid's like, I don't care what you were old man. Like, you know, get out of my face. Go you got to find a way to connect with them and, yep. and you got to find a way to, to rein them in when things, you know, when things go sideways a little bit, like when you first come in and, you know, you change the uniforms and you do all the hype videos and like, it's great. Then you start playing the games and you're getting beat up and you're losing games. And like, everybody's like, wait, what's this guy talking about? Like he told us it was going to be like this and it's not like this. Now, what do you do? Right. And you see the result of this. Interesting. Um, still may end up going to the game. I'm going to shoot you a text later. Maybe Ooh, pick you up right. or have Go you pick ahead. us up or something. All right. see. Let's, Let's let's talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Finally here. I've not bet it yet. Not bet it yet. I'm going to yeah. wait. Okay. Numbers five and a half. So for the purpose of the show here, before we get out of here, I got to yep. put five and a half up. But I would like six. I would like six and a half. But if we do not get to six or six and a half, and I have to bet five and a half. Are we betting it or booking it for the Nuggets at home against the Warriors plus five and a half? We're betting that one. I think I, I, I think um, the Warriors cannot shoot as bad as they shot the other night. No. But despite that, I think I saw Jokic. It's a matchup problem. And now Draymond didn't play, right? Correct. He did not play. The, is Draymond playing tonight? He's questionable. We don't know yet. This is gonna. This is this line indicates to me that he is playing. Oh, really? If he don't. Well, yeah. I mean, this is they're favored uh, almost by the same number on the road. So, the number was what it was with him maybe playing, and then it didn't get affected when he wasn't playing. So now I think he's the number is he's playing. If it comes out before the Draymond ain't playing, you better grab five and a half because it's probably going to be three. It's probably going to slide down. People, bad guys are going to come in on the Nuggets. I think this is the side. We get a home dog. We get a value play on the Nuggets that we ain't going to get. We'll keep track of this all season. I think this will be the highest number that we'll get on the Denver Nuggets at home in Denver all season. I don't think. So isn't it better for us if if Draymond plays? Um. Don't we get late steam if 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 Draymond plays? Don't how we much see higher this? can this go? Like it's I'm not seeing this, projections of seven and a half. Seven's the highest it goes. Seven is where the order comes in. I mean, I just I've seen it so many times because it's that three possession thing or two okay. threes. Once it gets over six, you're looking to take the dog. Like a lot of the guys that bet the NBA, and you're going to tell me I'm going to get a home dog with Denver, hard place to play, pretty decent team, over two possessions. It's a no-brainer. Like I, I, I think if it peaks at six and a half, somebody's coming in on it big. So if we can wait, I'd rather get you six, yeah, especially six and a half. Like just wait. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. The game tip tips off at seven forty our time, West Coast time. So. Oh, we got all day. Yeah, we all day. Let let the number go. Duh, 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 duh. That's what I mean. I think once Draymond gets cleared, I think Draymond he's questionable. If he plays, he didn't play last game. But if Draymond's in, this number is going to spike. Was and this I think, a COVID thing or is he hurt? Uh, it's a, hold on. What is it? It's an ankle thing, right? Oh, okay. All right. So uh, it's not, it's not COVID related. No, 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 no. I don't okay. think they, they, they've, they've had their COVID issues, but oh, no, I'm wrong. You're right. It is COVID. You're right. It is COVID for him. Yes. So we're waiting to see. He has to ex- exit the protocol. So, yeah. So he could be cleared today to play. Jordan Poole is available. Uh, Damian Lee is out and Draymond Green currently today is still in the protocols. He must clear protocols this morning to play. 
Yeah, the numbers made with it with him playing. I mean, it can't get much higher. It's going to go. It's a, telling you peaks at six. Maybe it goes to six and a half. And some books that are like, geez, we can't take a bet on Denver. Let's go get some Nuggets money. Um, but we'll be with the book side tonight. I mean, there's no question. It's pretty much every night you need against the Warriors when you work in the right. sports book. But we'll be um, on a big book side tonight in the NBA. It's the last game. It's the single game on a Thursday night, right? This is the back end of the TNT doubleheader uh, opposite the the night game. Um, Arizona State-Wisconsin. Wow, you're going to have all kind of action tonight. Going to be all, all late night. Late night action tonight. Oh boy, late. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> late late night action tonight right. for Vegas and and, and and West Coast, not my East Coast stuff. I right. do like to get my games out of the way, but yeah, not tonight. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be a late. No night late tonight. night snacking while you're watching these games. I've been good. I've been good with that. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been keeping myself away from from that. Going to bed eleven o'clock every night. Got that schedule going, so we're Whoa. good. Getting my sleep. So yeah, Madeline included. She goes to bed at eight, so we're good. So she's, she's done. No I don't know there. what happened in this house last night. There was people up all hours of the night. <laughs> I said, you know, school starts, you know, school don't start till Wednesday though. What? I just huh? found this out last night. Wait, this, what? This vacation thing wraps around Monday, Tuesday. They don't go back to school till Wednesday. I'm just literally learning this now. I learned it last night. I said, what are you people talking about? Cause I said, we got to start the program on Friday. Yeah. Come here. You did nothing wrong. I have a question for you. <laughs> come here. Come here. Uh, Just come here. Do you go back to school on Wednesday? Go back to school on the third. On the third? What date's the third? Uh, she third? says she goes. The third's Monday. CCSD says Wednesday the fifth. So were you told it's the third? You're going back? Oh, maybe maybe Jarrell goes back to third. Maybe your kids go back to fifth. Okay. I was told wow. it was the fifth last night. I'm like, how did you get two days on the back end? That's incredible. That's amazing. Never right, heard of that in my life. Maybe they're scamming <laughs> me. I don't know. I got to find out. They, they, I got to look. Madeline says the third. So she says she, she goes back to school on Monday. I don't know. that. That's <laughs> like crazy to me if, if she's off for Monday, Tuesday. Oh yeah, they they oh. just bought themselves a weekend uh, more of partying. And Heck yeah, I was I was trying to institute. We're going to stay up late New Year's Eve. Oh, and then and then cut it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But now they get so we don't go back to school till Wednesday. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. Madeline's getting up at eight eight thirty. This is the latest she's ever slept in in her life, and she's going to be in for a rocky, <laughs> rocky return to reality coming up here. Are we doing the Twitter spaces, by the way? Did you want to tell people? Oh, that? yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do um, coming up on New Year's Day before the or, before the Rose Bowl and before um, the Sugar Bowl. So we have two big bowl games on New Year's Day on the, January 1st. We're going to do a Twitter Saturday. spaces. Saturday. Sorry. Thank you. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday uh, the 1st. The first, yeah. January the 1st. We will uh, tweet out and head, I'll, I'll give you all the details coming up here tomorrow as to which account we're going to be on. We're probably going to be on the props, uh, the props Twitter account. Like we were when we did the uh, the first ever to the show, yeah, yeah. intro show. We probably yeah. be on there, but if not, we may be someone. We may be on the Boston, the Boston versus the book Twitter account. So we'll be on one of the two, yeah. uh, and we'll go through both games. We'll handicap both games, give you picks and plays on both games. Those should be prop bets put up. The books normally put up props Hopefully, for big bowl games. Yeah. Yeah, Rose Bowl is, is always a pretty big game. So, uh, and Sugar Bowl should be a fun game uh, as well with Ole Miss in it. So, and Matt Corral playing. So. 
Uh, that's fun. So I, my favorite, my favorite player of 2020, the team, like I, I have two teams. North Carolina was one of my teams and Ole Miss was one of my teams. Ole Miss delivered and delivered and delivered. I made yep. tons of money. North Carolina kicked me in the blanks oh, over man. and over. And so like one, one final time for them to do it. Good. Like it makes sense that Carolina's <laughs> going to lose this game and, and cost me two unit. It cost me a full unit because the totals looks like it's going to fall on 56 too, by the way, close 57. Another odds maker one. I think someone scores here. I do. Do you? Five, five fifty-two to play. Carolina and South Carolina with the ball. They're going to run the ball. I think twice, three times. Punt the ball back to Carolina. I think Carolina gets one more touchdown. Okay. I, I think the over. I think the over comes. I think in. Carolina gets one more touchdown. That's an old school wise guy trick. Which Carolina? Yeah, yeah, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carolina gets one more touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, real. North- North Carolina gets one more yeah, touchdown. Yeah, guy comes up with the ticket. I said they were going to get one more touchdown. You said South Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> no, I said, I said Carolina. I said North Carolina. I see what you're doing there. All right. What is the best thing about today before we wrap for you? Best thing about today is that uh, Middle Consig Kelsey's got a flag football game at noon today. Wow. So we finish the show. I go get all of my layers on because it's, it's- at the field it's freezing outside 43 degrees outside it's freezing Ooh. outside in las vegas i gotta get the beanie i got to get the multiple layers on the extra pair of socks because there's no stands at this park it's all on the sideline open wind i'm Ooh. like i'll come watch you play but if it's a bad game, I ain't staying the whole game. I That was the deal. I said, I'll come watch you play. She had a big 25-yard scramble yesterday. All right. And then she was complaining that her knee hurt. I was like, wait a second. You're not, you, don't be that diva quarterback that just drops back and passes. Sometimes you got to run and get a first down. And she was like, I did run and get a first down, but I think I tweaked my knee. I'm like, all right, next time, just throw it away. All right. So yeah. we're excited to see it. I uh, I can't wait. So that's what I'm doing today. Then I come back, do the shows. We got we got action all night now and still keeping that door open because I may pick you up and say we're going to the bowl game. Who knows? Right. That's Vegas life, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, for me, what I am trying to at least look forward to here is that I want – January is, I think 2022 is going to be a really big year. So I'm trying to take some time to reflect and try to like appreciate what has happened. It's been sort of like a whirlwind. So I I started doing this when I was 15, when I started doing like looking back at the year and then looking at the future and trying to put goals. I'm a big, I'm a big list guy. I don't know if you are, but I'm I'm a big goal oriented person. Like I like setting goals to go shoot for and then go accomplish those goals and then set another goal. And so like this show, we got big goals. We got big dreams. We got big things that we want to do with the show. And we just, December was just kind of like the time of like, let's get the show up and going. And then here we go. And we, and we roll. But 2022, I think, is going to be really exciting and a lot of cool things. But I don't want to appreciate what just was. And like, we all got through 2020, and 2021 feels like 2020 in a lot of ways to me. Like, yeah. they're just kind of like the same. And yeah. so, like, I'm hoping that 2022 is is different. But I want to try to take a couple of time, day, hour, whatever, just to reflect and just kind of take some mental clarity of the whole. All right, we're, we're what's next? Right, <laughs> we what's we next? made it. We got yeah. through, and now what's next? Absolutely, I think you always have to do that. That's a that's a yeah. great thing. I'm going to do that tomorrow on uh, on the best thing that is today on New Year's Eve. I tried not Very to nice. do too much of that like resolution thing because like every day 
is like a yes, resolution. Thing, I would right? agree. Right? You you just have to put your head down, grind through. But yeah, that's good. Reflect. Nothing pisses me off more than when someone's like, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to be healthy this week or this year or this month. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Like, it's a day-to-day grind. Like, Every you got to just commit to it. It's not because it's January 1st. We go go to a gym. January, it's all busy. Go February 1st. They're all gone. That's it. So it's like <sighs> human beings. It's like, come on, people. Like, it's, it's a that's mindset. It. It's a mental set. It's a thought process. It's not a thing you do once. And like, oh, I'm healthy. Like right. it's on, it's on how no. I'm in shape or I lost 30 pounds. Like it takes time, all that stuff. Like they're all no quick. I, I hate all the ads that we'll see for like weight loss and like the new oh, you, and, the new started. you in 2022, oh. like shut up. Like, it's just, like, I, I hope, I hope that's the case, but if you need that company to do it for you, you're probably not going to stick to it. And that's probably going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're going to get stuck. So yeah. All right. So again, we'll, We'll reset the Twitter spaces where we're going to do it tomorrow on the show. We are on the air tomorrow. Okay. Yes. So I know a lot of people. Big are day off. tomorrow. Big day Big tomorrow. Games. We got a Big bunch games. of bets, a bunch of bets to go into, to roll around. I'm going to be firing on a whole lot of stuff. Once oh, we get all the COVID stuff situated and done, I got a whole lot of plays. We got Bama, Cincinnati, and we got Georgia and Michigan and a oh. whole lot of fun on New Year's Eve. So be definitely tuning in. We'll have an, an elongated better to book it because I've got a <laughs> lot of bets to get to for the NFL. You know what? You, you skipped the, the Pitt Michigan State game today. Did you? On purpose. You did. You don't know what to do with it. I have no desire to bet a damn dime on that game. Do you? No, it just feels like Kenny Pickett's not playing. So everybody bet Michigan State, and it might be one of those closing line value trash can games, just right. like this North Carolina game. If they had Walker, I'd be all over Michigan State. And he ain't playing, and yet right. the team came on him, and it's like, right. all right, who's more important, the quarterback, the running back? Who is it? Like, we don't know. We don't have the best people playing, but we have. I feel like more to pit then it does, like you got to take the points to me, but just looking at it a little bit biased too with Pittsburgh behind me, but I think Pitt gives them everything they can handle today. He's Dave Sherapin. I'm Matt Peralta. We're back. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll recap that bowl game. The other three happening today. I'm going to go. zero and two to start the day. So hopefully things get turned around here a little bit for us on this. <laughs> Follow us at Boston versus the book on Twitter tomorrow, one o'clock Eastern for a new year's Eve edition of the Boston versus the book.